Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Kirk Cousins, I got to get into this real quick. Kirk Cousins, $230 million he's earned in the NFL. He just signed another $35 million deal. Can I be real with you guys? Kirk Cousins is the all-time greatest thief that we have ever seen legally. He has legally stolen money at an all-time high that we'll ever see in America history. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for the vikingage.com. I'm your host Adam Patrick. I'm the lead edit lead writer and uh, editor of the vikingage.com. I'm joined as always by my co-host Mr. Chris Shad. Uh, make sure you are subscribed to this channel, like this video, do whatever you got to do. Uh, on our brand new, I guess it's not brand new anymore, but this is our, it's pretty new. This is our, our YouTube page for, for the site. So make sure to help us out by subscribing and liking. And also before we get started today, make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter at the Viking Age. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, by heading to facebook.com slash the Viking Age. All right. Let's just get right into today's topic, Chris. And that is that the Vikings are reportedly, according to the Star Tribune's Ben Gessling, trying to trade Pro Bowl defensive end Daniil Hunter. Uh, So on Wednesday, Gessling put out this report that the Vikings are trying to trade Hunter this year. Um, He is 27 years old. He missed the entire 2020 season with a neck injury. He played in seven games last season before tearing his pectoral muscle. But in those seven games, he had seven sacks and 21 pressures. Uh, this comes after the Vikings just gave an extension to Kirk Cousins, which kind of makes it seem like they're indicating that they still want to compete, which makes this news kind of confusing. So, Chris, what what are the Vikings doing? Should they trade Hunter after they just extended Kirk Cousins, um, you know, wasn't his extension a sign that they want to compete? And if so, then why are they going to possibly trade Daniel Hunter? Well, let's start with what are they doing? They're trying to be super competitive, you know, not just yeah. competitive, super competitive. And I don't really understand that because you have a roster that's missed the playoffs three out of the last four years. And I, I don't understand. Like, it's like they want to keep everybody over the age of 30. And it's like a section of Vikings Twitter, who I'm not calling out, but I'm just kind of putting it out there that they like to think that these players are still in the same era as the 2017 players with, you know, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks. They're all all pros. They're all pro bowlers. They'll be fine. Well, no, they're not because 2017 was five years ago. Uh, You know, when looking at this roster, Daniil Hunter is 27 years old. Yeah, he's coming off of two major neck injuries, but he looked great before he went down against Dallas last year. Just, and one, just one neck injury. Yeah. Well, oh, said, sorry. Neck said, injury and then a pectoral. I said two. Uh, I was like, okay, if it was two, then I'd be like, okay, you can trade it. But yeah, only- yeah, you can you can get him away. Um, yeah, you know, I've seen this on Twitter that maybe the Vikings have a bigger plan involved. And that mm-hmm. includes getting Zadarius Smith, who backed out of an agreement with the Baltimore Ravens today. Um, but extending Kurt and trading Hunter is very interesting. Like, it, like they have to get a big return for him. Because if they don't get a big return for him, like it, it's not worth it, right? If they can get a first-round pick for Daniil Hunter or some kind of package, that's a hell of a deal. But... Yeah. If you're just sitting there going, well, we're just going to trade him because, you know, he he doesn't want to be here or whatever. Well, that 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 just it doesn't make sense to me. So I think the Vikings are 
trying to create cap space because I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't know what, if they know what they're doing. <laughs> like this, th- this is really crazy right now. I wish I had a better answer, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Kwesi uh, Adolfo Mensa spoke today uh, introducing the, the Vikings' two top signings, Harrison Phillips and uh, uh, Jordan Hicks. Uh, not really sure why those two needed a press conference, but, you know, whatever. Um, so they introduced those guys, and he talked about, you know, how this pretty much is like a, a slow process, and just because they didn't get guys in the the first wave, it's, it, you know, they, they still should be able to build a, a solid team. Um but yeah, I'm. Tr- I I was sitting there today trying to figure out what they're doing, and in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, okay, so so they extend Kirk Cousins, um, and then you know, are they looking to move on from some of the guys on defense? Because we've we've heard that you know Eric Kendricks is he's pretty he could be on the move, but he's probably likely to stay. Um, and obviously they got rid of Michael Pierce, um, and not so sure about Patrick Peterson coming back or not. Um, so are they trying to, maybe they're trying to rebuild the defense and stock up on young players this year. And then the offense is next year when you draft a quarterback and maybe move on from Adam Thielen and move on from Dalvin Cook and try and replace those guys next year. So that way you have a solid young foundation on both sides of the ball come 2024, which I would believe more if uh, Adolfo Mensa and O'Connell had contracts that were longer than four years, but because they only have four year contracts, now I'm like, okay, so you're going to waste two years and then hope that this plan works. So yeah, I, I don't know what they're doing. I do think, oh, I was going to ask you like, is this more of a sign that Hunter wants out than, than the Vikings? I think, I think that if the Vikings are smart, they would want to keep Daniel Hunter around. I'm sure he wants to get paid more, and he's pretty aware that the Vikings probably can't give him what he wants, so he might want to go somewhere where he can get paid. They could just see the writing on the wall with the contract negotiations, because I'm sure they've talked about a new deal. I mean, that would be another way to smooth the cap. Um, They could just snap their fingers, and I believe they'd clear I think it's like 11 to 13 or 13 million. I, I don't know why those no, two numbers are in my head, but they could clear a very significant portion of cap room by just turning this $18 million bonus into a, I think signing bonus, you know? Yep. So there are avenues to do this. I mean, I, I think you're right. I think this is a thing where Hunter may just want out. He may want a fresh start. I mean, the last two years for Hunter haven't been great. I mean, you have the injury. Mike Zimmer comes out, calls it a tweak. Uh, that whole thing might be why Eric Sugarman is no longer here. And for Hunter to get hurt. I mean, remember when they asked Mike Zimmer after he tore his pectoral, like, hey, how's Hunter doing? Have you done it? You know, is he in good spirits or whatever? Zimmer's like, well, I haven't talked to him. It's like, what? Like, it's it's crazy. He didn't have that relationship with anybody on his defense, really. Like Eric Kendricks even was just like, yeah, I didn't have a good relationship with Zimmer. I, it, it just, it, it's mind blowing to see how everything went. So maybe Hunter's just like, I'm, I'm sick of being in Minnesota. I'm sick of yeah. being with these guys. Like a lot of the culture. Yeah. There might be new faces at the top of it, but I mean, are we going to win? Am I going to get paid? Like this is all business decision by Daniel Hunter. So I, I could very well see this be that Hunter just wants out. But I also think that, you know, the Vikings got to make some kind of move. Like not everybody can come back because yeah. you're going to go eight and nine or nine and eight. And that yeah. shouldn't be the bar. Yeah. It should be higher. But of course, should you be. Know, I, what, what do you think about people saying that the Wilfs are getting in on this? Because I've heard that a lot. I, and I don't even I don't even know if it's necessarily them. There's a, a yeah. guy in the front office who he's the COO. His name is Andrew Miller. He came over mm-hmm. from the baseball world. He was with the Blue Jays and the Indians. He worked on the business side of the ball, but he I read before I read earlier today. Uh, he it was like a transcript for a podcast, and he mentioned how he wanted to be a GM, um, and when he was with the 
now formerly Indians in Cleveland, which are now what the Guardians? Yeah, Guardians. Yes. Um, and the Blue Jays. He was there for 14 years between those two teams, and they made the playoffs three times, three out of 14 years. Uh, that's not a good percentage. Um, and and the word is that he's had a pretty good influence on a lot of the decisions, at least in the front office, that the Vikings have been making so far. And uh, I'm wondering if Kirk Cousins staying has something to do with that as well. Um, and he got here in, what, 2019? Uh, I think so, because Kevin that's when Kevin Warren left to go be the, the Big Ten uh, commissioner. Um, so the yeah. last two years, kind of similar problems where... You know, we're trying to patch things up here to, to, to just stay competitive, stay competitive instead of, you know, biting the bullet or whatever and breaking things down and not not even starting from scratch, but like getting rid of the terrible contracts and not extending players that shouldn't be extended and just build from that. But instead, we're trying to just like tiptoe this line of being competitive and then avoiding disaster. Is it? Is it because the the Wilfs are afraid that if they put a team together that you know doesn't have a lot of star players, like like the people aren't going to go to their stadium? Like, is that a fear of theirs? Because I I know ticket sales are part of the revenue, but like I don't think they're that large of a part of the revenue. Um, so I don't know how much that influences it, but yeah, I think the Wilfs are in and and I've heard that maybe they're trying to overcompensate because of how everything went down between Zimmer and Spielman, like their relationship just plummeted and then ownership didn't really know that uh, because they're in New Jersey and they have all these other ventures that they're, you know, dipping their toes in. So maybe they are overcompensating. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's weird. Cause like, okay, extend cousins and then trade Hunter. Like, like, and people, a lot of people have brought up like, well, Daniel Hunter's only played and, in seven games the last uh, last two seasons, yeah, because he had freak injuries and like you're gonna get hurt in football. Uh, Adam Thielen's been hurt a bunch the last two years. Dalvin Cook's been hurt a bunch the last uh, two years. Harrison Smith's been hurt a bunch the last two years. Like this is football. Eric Kendricks has been hurt a bunch. Like this is football. Like yes, he did not play for what two thirds of the games the last few year or last two years, but before that he played in like every game. So I can't see, I don't, I'm not going to label him as, you know, injury prone now because he missed the, and like, cause if you miss a couple games here, a couple games there, injury prone, if you're missing big chunks, those are not just, those are not common injuries. That's, that's, that's like big injuries that aren't the likelihood of those probably aren't going to happen. So I'm not going to label Daniel Hunter injury prone. He's also 27. I think his upside especially as a pass rusher in this league where we just saw like the entire AFC West uh, invest in uh, top pass rushers. Uh, you know, having someone like Daniel Hunter is an incredible advantage, especially when you're trying to improve your defense, uh, which was has been pretty bad the last two years without him on the field. Uh, so, you know, if they do move on from him... Um, where do you think he might go? Because I'm, I'm looking at the Giants because of Andre Patterson. That seems like an obvious connection. I do think maybe the Cowboys, because they just lost Randy Gregory and uh, Daniel Hunter's from Texas. So those are the two teams I would keep an eye on. Are, are there any other other ones? Maybe the Browns? No, 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 no I don't know. <laughs> Baker Mayfield for, I mean, for Daniel Hunter? The Chiefs have been tossed out there. I, I mean, th there's yeah. no real yeah. team that I can point at right now and just go oh yeah that, that's the suitor I, I guess I wanted to kind of go back and well I wanted to touch on what you were saying about being injury prone just a couple of minutes yeah. ago that you know people were all over Dalvin Cook when he started too and like oh get him out of there he's made of glass that's always my favorite one like Byron Buxton of the twins is another player that people will be oh put him in bubble wrap he's a he's a wuss he won't go out there and play <laughs> and then now those same people are like well you can't trade Dalvin Cook like he he's a top five running back you can't trade him it's just like you know it happens Matthew Stafford was injury prone at the beginning of his career 
and then he stopped getting hurt, and now he's got a Super Bowl ring. One more than Kirk Cousins, by the way. I just want to throw that out there. Um, You know, every team could use another pass rusher, and especially a guy like Hunter, who's got 60 and a half career sacks. He's already fifth all-time since 1982 and ninth all-time in franchise history, according to Pro Football Reference, who went back and looked at everybody with the sacks. Um, it, it it's really Pretty interesting good. to see who, yeah, who it will be, yeah. So, yeah, I I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it, who's got the surplus? Do you think he will get traded? Um, no, but um, I just got some breaking news. It's not Vikings related. What? Uh, the Packers are trading Devontae Adams. Oh, what? The Raiders. I just saw it too. Uh, what? (laughs) That's good for the Vikings. Yeah, that is, uh... Uh, Not good for Aaron Rodgers, who was just like, yeah, I'm coming back, and, uh, okay, we're gonna trade away (laughs) your favorite receiver. Okay. Oh, well. Yeah. So, so I mean, maybe this, maybe this uh, window to compete's a little bit more open than we thought. Um, I, I, you know, I, I'm sorry to bust in and like just blow up the outline, but I mean, you know, oh, the Vikings no, yeah. are sitting there going, okay, like maybe we should compete, and maybe I don't know. Like people talk at the combine, and they kind of mm-hmm. go like, hey, you know, this could happen and that could happen. Maybe the Vikings knew something about the Packers wanting to trade Adams. And then that's why they extended yep. Kirk, and that's why they're doing all this because they figure the window's open, which I hate because I have bigger aspirations than just getting to the NFC North. But yeah. I, I mean that that is a seismic move in the NFC North, and especially one what that is huge for Vikings fans. What did he get traded for? Let's see. The Raiders traded their first round pick this year, and another another uh, draft pick. That's un. Uh, Unlisted. Hey, that's really good for the the Vikings who have uh, Cameron Dantzler and Chris Boyd as their top two corners. So that'll be uh, helpful when they go against the Packers this year. Um, wow, that's a big trade. That's because uh, he said he wasn't going to play on the franchise tag. So no, um, uh, it, it turns out he was not. <laughs> he's not. He's definitely not. And not for the Packers. He, yes, um, which I don't blame him because what we're, we're going to talk about it. But but Christian Kirk just got. Uh, eighteen million a year, and he's never yeah. had a thousand yard season in his entire career. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't blame Devonte, and I believe uh, he was college teammates with Derek Carr, so those two get to uh, reunite. Uh, in Las Vegas, and uh, the Raiders, and they just get they got Chandler Jones too, so they're they're making move. That AFC West is getting. Oh my God! You got Russell Wilson in there. You already had Patrick Mahomes. You had Justin Herbert. Chargers traded for Khalil Mack. They added J.C. Jackson and a bunch of guys in free agency. Uh, obviously, have the Chiefs. Now you got the Raiders trading for Devontae Adams, and they got a new head coach, and they got Chandler Jones. Like at AFC West, I am. You know what? Knowing this, I'm not surprised. Aaron Rodgers was like, "Nah, I'm not going to go to the Broncos because I have way, way better chance of winning in Green Bay." That division is an arms race. Like. Denver getting yeah. Russell Wilson, and then now you have the Raiders getting Devontae Adams. The Chargers got Khalil Mack. I think the AFC West is going to go hard after Daniel Hunter, and maybe, <sighs> yeah, maybe like, maybe the Chiefs do go now go go after uh, Daniel Hunter now. Yeah, benef- benefit of the doubt here. If Quasi's smart and he just wants to get away, excuse me, Quasi. If Quasi is smart and he just wants to get rid of him and kind of put this plan into motion. Leverage the entire AFC West, just like, hey, or, uh, hey, well, I was going to say Denver just lost Von Miller, but they just traded all their picks for Russell Wilson. So that's not really uh, something. And Von Miller was on the Rams anyway. So I don't, I don't know what I'm I talking take, about. I take a 2023 first. Did they, did they trade away their first next year too for Wilson? No, but yeah, I, I would take a 2023 first. For sure. Like, hey, it's going to be, get him on the phone. If you got a shot at, uh, Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or whoever pops up, sure. But yeah, yeah. I right now I feel like whoever finishes finishes last in that division could easily easily win like probably at least three of the four divisions in the NFC. The way that those teams are stacking up right now, like yeah, it's ridiculous. And it's like, gonna be fun to watch too. Yeah. 
like from yeah. an overall football fan perspective. Yeah, and that's not even that's just one division in the AFC. You still got the the Bills and like the Patriots aren't terrible. Uh, I know the Jets had a bunch of players this offseason. Not to say that the Jets are going to be amazing, but they might be able to be a little competitive. Um, and you got, of course, you got the Steelers and and the Ravens and the Bengals who just went to the Super Bowl. Uh, Titans, like that whole AFC, like. I am not surprised that Aaron Rodgers was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in Green Bay. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna stay I'm right gonna here. play the Lions twice a year. I'm gonna yeah, play the Vikings yeah. twice a year. Like yeah. all the Bears yeah. are stripping down. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the, the team. He's gonna play the team that he owns twice a year. The Bears. All he's uh, got to do is beat Tom wow. Brady, basically. Pretty much. Tom Garoppolo, Brady in, but... in the Rams, I guess. Yeah. Who's not the not the Cowboys. They're not like, yeah, that's maybe the Cardinals. If they can like figure out how to not collapse at the end of the year. Uh, Cause they were pretty good at the beginning of last year, but then things kind of crumbled. All right. Um, wow. Okay. Our, our brains Devontae are totally Adams. like melted after that news. Devontae <laughs> Adams to the Raiders. Thank you. Thank you for that. I, this, this is a, this is a good day. I feel like this is a good day. Um, so it apparently it was the last dance for Devontae Adams and uh, Aaron Rodgers last year when they posted that graphic. So they, they were not wrong about that. All right. Remember, Moving on to. I, I just want to say one okay, more go thing. Ahead, go Remember ahead. when okay. uh, Odell Beckham got trashed for like choosing like, what, what was the quote? I think Adams even said it. He's like, well, screw you. You chose uh, whatever sunshine and money over winning. Yeah. And then Odell Beckham yeah. won a Super Bowl. So that's, that's yeah. pretty entertaining. <laughs> now, now Devonte Adams is choosing money over a Super Bowl. So I, I don't know, maybe he learned his lesson. He's like, maybe he was up to something. I don't know. I don't know about he you, but I'd rather football. live. I'd rather live in Vegas than live in green Bay. I mean, that's for sure. Hard, uh, yes. It's not, it's yes. <laughs> not. A, and I believe the taxes are very nice in uh, Vegas. Income taxes not existent, I believe. So that probably helps as well all right moving on to vikings free agency free agency has been going on since monday unofficially the first two days were the legal tampering period but deals just get done and this year i noticed like teams are just like we don't even care we're just gonna announce them anyways like on their social media channels they just announced everything i think even the cowboys announced randy gregory and then he was like actually i'm gonna go to <laughs> uh, yeah so they they enjoyed that but so far the vikings have signed Let's see, they re-signed Greg Joseph. They gave him a, a tender. Uh, it's a one-year tender of uh, over a little under $3 million. Uh, so they And it's like a first of first rights of refusal tender so they can uh, match it without losing any draft compensation or whatever. Um, they signed Harrison Phillips, a defensive tackle who came from the Buffalo Bills to a three-year deal worth $19.5 million. They signed former Cardinals linebacker Jordan Hicks to a two-year $10 million deal. They re-signed punter Jordan Berry, which seemed like it was probably going to happen because like he's the holder too, so you like to keep the holder and the kicker together, and that seemed to be pretty good. And he was good. I think he he, ah. was, he was pretty good. Last year. He had like a punt blocked or whatever, but whatever. That's probably not his fault. Uh, they signed tight end Johnny Munt uh, from the Rams, who I believe has 10 career catches uh, since he's been in the NFL, since 2017, so that's exciting. Uh, and uh, interior offensive lineman from the Broncos, Austin Schlotman, who I believe has seven career starts. So he's going to probably take over the role, uh, the Dakota Dozier role, the uh, Jeremiah Searles role that the Vikings just have a, a utility interior offensive lineman who starts way more many, many games than they should. Um, so that's the ex those are the exciting Viking signings that they've had so far. Their departures are... Mason Cole, the uh, center slash guard who, who went to <laughs> the Steelers. He got a pretty nice deal from the Steelers. Three years, $15.75 million. Xavier Woods, uh, safety, went to the Panthers. Ironically, the same exact deal. Uh, three years, $15.75 million uh, that Mason Cole got from the Steelers. Tyler Conklin, bittersweet to see him go. It's probably going to happen. He... Uh, he had to get his bag, so he went to the Jets, got a three-year deal, $21 million. The Vikings were not going to be able to give him that, so I have no problem with him going to get that, that money. Michael Pierce was released, 
And I just saw he signed, re-signed with the Ravens, I believe to a three-year deal. So he's going back to Baltimore, where he came from. Uh, Dakota Dozier reportedly not coming back. Uh, you know, just I'm holding back the tears for that one. And uh, Mackenzie Alexander also not coming back. The I believe the 116th ranked cornerback by PFF last season out of 116. So um, of the new additions that I mentioned, Chris, which one intrigues you the most? Um, (laughs) like I, I struggled because I, I wrote my own notes like for the show and I'm just like, am I interested in any of these? And I'm like, I'm just going through the line. Like Greg Joseph, he's fine. I mean, maybe you bring in an undrafted rookie as some competition and let that kind of fly. Harrison Phillips. I I mean, I'm not going to get excited over a nose tackle in that three, four. That's kind of what it is. So, I mean, he's got experience in that he can kind of, man whichever position the vikings have in mind for him so i'm I'm not upset with it i just think it's ridiculous you cut one high price nose tackle to sign another nose tackle um jordan berry good punter johnny munt i don't know coach's pet signing it seems like kevin o'connell's is kind of into that and then austin schlotman uh fine (laughs) but uh the one out of all these which i could have just said right away is uh jordan hicks um, he played kind of more of a pass rusher role in Arizona. So I don't think he would be next to Eric Kendricks in a three, four defense. Um, he would probably be that pass rushing role, which makes me wonder about Anthony Barr. Like the whole bar thing is kind of interesting to me because he came into the league and a lot of people thought he could be a th- fit in a three, four defense. Mike Zimmer drafted him because he believed he could have the best of both worlds. He could have a four, three linebacker with the tools of a three, four linebacker. So Hicks, I mean, he's been a solid start in the league for about seven years. He was in Philadelphia, uh, won a Super Bowl ring with the Eagles. God, that still stings. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals, very good. Zavin Collins just kind of replaced him because he was just more of a raw talent type of guy. He's intriguing to me because I don't know what's going to happen next. Cause I feel like the Vikings need a couple more linebackers, but um, I think Jordan Hicks can do a good job and be an impact player. Kind of more like a, uh, a better man's version of Nick Vigil. Yeah. Um, side note. I don't know how many people know this, but I also cover the Cardinals for fan sided. I run the the site that covers them. Uh it's called RaisingZona.com. Go check it out. Um, so I'm very familiar with uh, Jordan Hicks. He um, he actually did. He played inside a bunch because they play they play a like kind of a a three four as well. So he I wouldn't call him a pass rushing linebacker. He he's good at pass rushing when he's asked to. Like I believe he was one of the highest graded pass rushing linebackers or whatever of last year. Um, but he he lined up on the inside a bunch because. They drafted Zayvon Collins in the first round last year to essentially replace him. And the thought was like, okay, Jordan Hicks is gone. Like everyone thought he was gone. And he was just like, no, I'm not. Um, and turned out like he just kept that starting role the whole year. Zayvon Collins was pretty much on the bench. And this year the Cardinals were like, all right, we got to, we got to move on or whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm excited about that signing. It's not like a big signing, but I, I feel like it's a solid signing. It's, it's better than a Nick Vigil or uh, whatever random linebacker they've gotten over the last few years, um, Todd Davis or or whatever. Um, and then the Harrison Phillips thing, I I I, I like that because he's uh, he's been very good against the run. And if there's anything that the Vikings need, they have needed the last few years, it's been someone to help stop the run. They got these two massive defensive tackles last year, and they couldn't stop the run. So, you know, get someone who is known to be able to do that. Um, and they got someone in Harrison Phillips. I believe they I believe they wanted to keep Michael Pierce, but but they wanted him to take a pay cut. And he was like, no, I'm not. I don't, I'm not going to do that. Um, so he didn't. Anyone got signed by the Ravens. So, yeah, him. Uh, I think Darren Wolfson said, too, that he just felt like he wasn't a fit in this scheme, which is weird because it's a three four. But uh, him right. going yeah, back he said he didn't to want to Baltimore, play tackle. right? Yeah, it's like, where do you think you're gonna play, man? Like yeah. three, four <laughs> linebacker. <laughs> that would have been awesome to see. Don't get me wrong, but you know, he's yeah, he'll like, be the right? no, he'll be the hi- the hybrid uh, hybrid safety linebacker in the middle there, a big three hundred and forty pounder, just in the middle of the 
the defense. That'd be a, a sight to you see. Play running back. Yeah. Um. All right. What what departure do you think will the Vikings regret the most? Because there's some there's some decent names that that are no longer with the Vikings. What do you think? Uh maybe Mason Cole. Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking that. I mean, yeah. none of these are like earth shattering ones. Like people are yeah. like, oh yeah, Tyler Conklin left. Man, you know the Rams. Kevin O'Connell's offense didn't really use two tight ends all that much. So, I mean, bringing in Johnny Munt to kind of fill that role at a very cheaper price, like I kind of joked, it was a coach's pet kind of move. But you don't need a highly paid second tight end in this offense. And if Irv Smith Jr. is going to stay healthy, you know, that that's who's going to get the ball. Now, now I will say that if Irv Smith does not stay healthy, they are screwed. So I I think they need to draft one. I think they need to find somebody as like a contingency plan. Um, Don't re-sign Chris Herndon or trade a fourth round pick for somebody like Chris Herndon because we cannot handle that anymore. But I think that the Vikings need to look in the draft class for this tight end too and just have him be that backup. Like a receiving tight end, maybe you can develop him a little bit because if Irv Smith gets hurt again, like we talked about the difference between injury prone and like just prone to injury. That would be Irv Smith if he gets hurt again. So, yeah, I, I yeah, guess on that list, I'd say Ta- Conklin more. I kind of talked myself into that one. And I know they already signed Johnny Munt, so I don't know how many more free agent uh, tight ends they want to sign because, you know, that's a big name. Um, but uh, there's still some decent free agents out there that they can probably uh, get for for cheap as well. I know Gerald, Gerald Everett probably going to be a little more pricier, but he worked with Kevin O'Connell. In uh, 2020, when he was with the Rams, he was with the Seahawks last year, and he was pretty good as far as the tight end goes. But like you mentioned, they don't run a lot of two tight end sets, so it might not make sense for them to invest in uh, two tight ends. Um, but yeah, they that's a position they need to start thinking about for the future. Because yeah, Irv Smith, all we've heard about him his entire career is all this. He's going to break out. It's potential. He's going to he's going to break out. He's going to break out. And it's what year four? Yeah, year four. And uh, we're gonna we're still waiting. So, <laughs> and, and I know too he's like the Daniel, Daniel Hunter of the offense. I think he's only like twenty three somehow. Like, oh yeah, he's very. I, I don't think it's twenty three. I think it's twenty four. Twenty three. My math would be horribly yeah. off. He'd be like nineteen. Um, <laughs> but I think that you know all these injuries kind of add up. So you're talking about a guy that's explosive and a receiving tight end. Like you have the knee injury, you have the back injury. Um, I think there was an injury in year one too. Like those things add up. And I think he had a groin injury. Right? Yeah, yeah. Did he injure his groin after he <laughs> celebrated a touchdown? I feel like he did. I I don't know what that means. I mean, uh, that that go. might mean you might be Here's a little. One. Here's one. Oh my! This guy. <laughs> Get the. I'm not even. He's in Minnesota it. all the time. I see him going to the Timberwolves games, like every Timberwolves wow. game. Uh, Kyle Rudolph right is there. what Johnny Munt right is right now. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and and hey, we listen. know he doesn't like blocking. He's said that before. I mean, yeah. I, I really think Zimmer held him back in New York last season too. Still got a lot of Zimmer did. Kyle Rudolph. Zimmer yeah. Zimmer held him back in New York. It's all Zimmer's fault. Everything is Zimmer's fault. Like that's what, that's price what, of gas, uh, Zimmer's fault. Yes. <laughs> groceries. Like, uh, Zimmer's groceries, fault. Zimmer's fault. Like, you know, case price of beer, Zimmer's fault. I wouldn't be surprised if they did bring Kyle Rudolph. It would, would have to have to be for the veteran minimum. But I also wouldn't be surprised if they didn't bring him back because this is a new regime. At the same time, we don't really know what they're doing. Oh, I didn't mean to click that, but we can answer this. Um, sure. Let's see. Adam Thielen's contract, uh, his status, his trade value. I think they're trying to restructure his contract. Uh, Anthony Barr, is he gone? I would probably say so. Um, and yeah. interior offensive line, I think we talked about a little bit with uh, Schlotman um, <laughs> and Mason Cole leaving. Obviously, they need to, the they need to, they need to bring somebody in. But yeah, the they need to bring somebody I- in. Yeah, the one thing I don't want them to do is take Tyler Lindenbaum at 12. I will lose my mind because 
Like every draft guard that they've drafted just has this stupid story with them. Like Lindenbaum, he's very, very good. I, I don't want to like shortchange him or anything, but he's like, he pinned Tristan Wirfs in wrestling. Okay, Pat, Pat Elfline worked with concrete in the summer and everybody's like, he's going to be good because he's got strong hands. Well, it doesn't matter. You can't hold a guy. It's not like you can have a death grip on him. Ask Oli Udo how that works. Like every guard, they've, they've tried literally everything as far as, oh, this guard benches this. This guard pinned Tristan Worth. This guard won a street fight in the back alley somewhere. I don't care. Can can he play guard? Can he be a functional pass-blocking guard? And all these guys that went off the board, I think it's 9 out of the 10 that are now off the board. It's just like, I, I don't understand. And I, I kind of do because they have no money because they extended their mediocre quarterback. But at the same time, don't go into the draft being like, well, I guess we need a guard. No, 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 no. And maybe why Davis is good. We don't know that either, but end of rant. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and important thing to note, they're going to have the same, the same, <laughs> the same scouting staff uh, oh. for, for this, this draft that they've had with Rick Spielman. Cause they're probably not going to get rid of anybody until after the draft. Yeah. Come on. Vi- Viking Jerome. He wants, he's, he's, he's campaigning for Kyle Rudolph, you know, get him in there. Come on. Catch and fall over far or right. Hey, he had that one handed. He had that one handed catch in uh, in Dallas. He, he the, always has a one handed. He has like one big <laughs> catch. He's like, look at Kyle Rudolph. He's a flashy receiver. It's like, all right, yeah, okay, yeah, nice catch. I I'm like the one guy in Minnesota who hates Kyle Rudolph. I, I'm not afraid to admit it. Like there is certain <laughs> like I don't like Adam Thielen. Like I should have my Minnesotan yeah, card. I don't. But I'm. I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm not the. No, I know I, I don't like him either. <laughs> like he's not my favorite player. He's very good at football. Don't get me wrong. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he's very good. I just think uh, I think there's some other things with that, Mister. There's a little, yeah. There's a lot of, and there's a lot of, uh, yeah. There's a lot of side things. Yes, is I agree. Uh, moving on. Well, let's close this out by talking just just the broad thing, the broad spectrum of, of free agency around the NFL because the Vikings. Uh, we're we're not gonna, you know, beat around the bush here. Didn't really make too many exciting moves, so we're gonna talk about some teams that actually did make exciting moves, including the Raiders, who just traded for Devonte Adams. In case you're just joining us and don't do anything but watch this podcast, um, but you know it's been going on the last four days. We've seen a ton of money thrown around, mostly by the Jaguars. Uh, you know, we've seen some pretty big names switch teams. Yeah. Von Miller going to the Bills, J.C. Jackson to the Chargers, Chandler Jones to the Raiders, and, and Allen Robinson signed with the Rams today. So he finally gets out of Chicago uh, right when they're trying to have a quarterback there. So that's good for the Bears. Um, so most surprising signing so far, what what would you say if, you know, looking at everything that's happened so far, what would you say is the, the most surprising I think I was surprised by Von Miller going to Buffalo and getting a yeah. six-year deal. He's 32. He got a lot of money, and he'll be 38 by the end of that deal. Uh, now, the, a lot of those deals are uh, like three years or whatever, and they can cut them and save a whole bunch of cap space or whatever. But like, I, I just got sticker shock at that. I'm like, you're going to give him how long of a deal? Like, He's still one of the best pass rushers in the league, but... I mean, he's had a torn Achilles in his career. He's had a torn ACL in his career. And like I mentioned, those injuries add up and sap your explosiveness. So um, contract details weren't out when I looked it up. So maybe they got a good out in there. But uh, six years is kind of, whoa. I think I read somewhere that it's essentially like a three-year contract. Like they can get out of it pretty easily after three years. So it's not as terrible as maybe it, it sounds. And plus, it just seems like the bills are going all in. Like... The, mm-hmm. This year and, and probably next year, they're they're going for the Super Bowl, and I don't blame them. They got a bunch of pieces to to get there, uh, so this is this is their window to to do that, and they're going all in. And Von Miller just won a Super Bowl with the Rams after they just got him, so why not bring him to the Bills and, and help you out? To me, the most surprising somebody I mentioned before was Christian Kirk. Uh, yeah, it did not it did not surprise me that he was signed. Because I I thought he was you know covering the Cardinals as well. I thought he was a an up and coming receiver. I thought he'd get a, a nice deal somewhere else. But the Jaguars gave him four years for seventy two million, 
and I believe it's 84 million max. So like 18 million a year uh, for a receiver that's never finished with at least a thousand yards in any of his four seasons in the NFL. Uh, but our <laughs> like variants the, going holy shit over that contract. But it's like, like what? yeah, but, but uh, are the are the Jaguars just burning money? Like, do they like is is Tony Khan just like just is his dad just like throwing money into the the Pacific Ocean or, or not Pacific? That would be over here, the Atlantic Ocean. Well. Um, their attention's yeah. divided. Tony Khan's got AEW, which has been it wonderful uh, as somebody that's gone to an AEW show. And then you have uh, his dad who owns a soccer team. I can't remember the name of it, but it's just like, I don't know if they just like, hey, man, we got it. We got, yeah, yeah, do whatever. Do it. I, I got to figure out. Um, God, I'm not even going to name a soccer player just- because like, I, I'm sure I defend <laughs> someone. <laughs> But but you know, oh, hey Tony, can we get like uh, can we get like fourteen million a year for Chris Kirk? Not now. I got to talk to Moxley and Brian Danielson, yeah, and like yeah, I, yeah. I gotta I gotta go do promoter stuff. Like not now, man. So maybe that's yeah. just what's great going on. Great uh, great cage match last night, by the way, as well between uh, what Britt Baker and uh, Thunder Rosa. I uh, caught some of that, and uh, I always enjoy when when. The women are allowed to do like cage matches and hit each other with chairs too, because I don't think we're used to seeing that, and it's starting to become more normal. But you know, I digress. Uh, that's the that's the wrestling part of this podcast. Um, all right, so the most underrated signing so far. What what would you say has been the most underrated signing of free agency so far? I didn't think about this because there's a lot of like top guys that I'm kind of like, well, not so much. And I was going down the list. I'm like, eh, um, I had Cedric Milson to Miami, which is kind of a weird one. I, I know they have Jalen Waddle, but like outside of that, you got Will Fuller who's either suspended or hurt all the time. And, uh, you know, Tua needs weapons down there. And I think Wilson ca- and Teddy too. came on. Yeah. Yeah. And they got Teddy down there as well. <laughs> but I, I mean, Wilson kind of came on with the Cowboys a little bit. I mean, he's a good receiver. He could be a two or a three. So I, I think that was a good move. The other one I had was uh, DJ Chark going to Detroit because I don't think yep. Jacksonville uh, was very functional. And I know that Chark, I want to say he's had a thousand yard receiver, a uh, thousand yard season before. So that he's got one up on Christian Kirk um, <laughs> yeah. and Detroit. Detroit is barren as well. They don't have a quarterback. They still have Jared Goff. Um, maybe they'll trade for Baker. I don't know. Um, you could draft somebody. Get one, get one problem child to another. That's possible too. Yeah, they they worked with Malik Willis at the Senior Bowl. They could just say, "Yeah, we're we're just going to take Malik Willis." Yeah, everyone. Too, everyone yeah, I was going to say everyone's got them going to, or Aiden Hutchinson or whatever going to to them. So if he's not going first, um, so yeah but they need a quarterback so i don't maybe it's so weird when like you're like a team like the lions and it's like you need a quarterback and they're like yeah mm-hmm. but this team's not not that good and it's like but you need a quarterback like jared goff like i don't know it's the lions i'm not gonna put too much thought in the, what they do i had hassan reddick um he was with the panthers last year the cardinals before that and he signed a three-year 45 million dollar deal with the eagles and i believe he went to temple so it's kind of like going home for him uh, he has had 23 and a half sacks and 67 pressures in the last two seasons, and he's never missed a game since entering the league in 2017. So I think the Eagles, uh, it didn't make too many big headlines, but I think of the pass rushers that signed around the league, I think he's going to make a big impact for them, unfortunately, because I, I loved watching, I love watching the Eagles fail. And I'm sitting here, uh, every moment, hoping that the Saints don't get Deshaun Watson, and if they do, it'll just give me another reason to dislike the Saints as well. So that moves on. That moves us on to our my next question, which also is kind of in this free agency around the league thing, which is, what team do you think Deshaun Watson is going to end up with? Because we're all waiting for, to find out. It sounds like Falcons and Saints, which is really interesting yeah. because that's like. That's like the Packers Vikings rivalry of the South. Yep. Like they hate yep. each other. So like yep. imagine the Vikings and the Packers were like fighting over a quarterback at one point. Like it, it just never Craig happened. Jennings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> just I don't know. Like I it 
there's just a weird stench about it. I'm thankful you didn't come here because that would have been an uncomfortable conversation to have. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as a better landing spot goes, I mean, Atlanta's kind of got to rebuild. They're without Calvin Ridley, so I don't know who your top target is down there. Then you have the Saints who are, oh, who? Kyle Pitts, tight end. Oh, yeah, 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 I suppose. Um, and then you have yeah, the they Saints don't have a lot. who are in salary cap hell. Um, yeah. Yeah. Elvin Kamara. Now, a lot of people yeah. are mad in Saints and uh, Atlanta territory right yeah. now. And so. the other team he's considering is, or that was in he's the running that technically hasn't still been eliminated, I believe, is the Panthers. They're all in the same division. So, yeah. The thing that annoys me most about him is just that he gets to pick where he goes. Um, yeah. I I don't I don't like that. I don't like that he he gets to pick. I don't care if he wasn't charged or anything or whatever. It it's uh it's not a good situation. Uh whoever whatever team he goes to is going to have a lot of explaining to do to their fan base. Uh whether they like it or not. Moving on to someone who is a little less polarizing, but still polarizing, Baker Mayfield, who requested a trade today uh, from the Browns. And then the Browns promptly said, uh, too bad, we're not going to trade you. Um, but who knows what could happen? Because uh, Baker Mayfield was pretty much like, well, this relationship is ruined, so uh, just get rid of me because I'm not going to play for you anyways. Um, so where will Baker Mayfield play in 2022? Detroit? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, oh, um, actually, I do. I so Detroit's a good one because they could love yeah. to get rid of Jared Goff, and maybe that's yeah. what they do. I mean, I'm sure Cleveland's not thrilled about Jared Goff. Um, they could trade him to the Panthers, but I yeah. mean, the Panthers don't have many draft picks. But I like, what do you think Baker fetches? I don't think he fetches a first rounder. I think he probably I fetches something today. Like, I think Josina Anderson threw it out that it. Uh, someone told her like a, a second or a conditional conditional third that turns into a second, depending on what, whatever he does next season. And I was like, yeah, I could see that. You'd be um, good enough for the Panthers. Yeah, and you got to watch out for whatever team loses out on Watson. So maybe they'll land in the, the South too. I think he's going to the Seahawks. Oh. I think Pete Carroll is probably one of the few people in the league who can tolerate him. Um, and Seahawks fans just they just rally around who who's ever on their team. They don't they don't really care. They'll just they'll you could be the most terrible, annoying person in the world and they'll love you because you're just you're on the Seahawks. So I wouldn't be surprised. Uh there was a rumor that the Vikings had an offer on the table from the Browns that involved Baker Mayfield. And he has one year left on his deal. It involved Baker Mayfield and Kirk Cousins. Would you have been okay with that deal happening? Yeah. I mean, it's all about salary cap. I mean, I the way I would have done this is I would have taken a step back in 2022 and taken a step forward in 2023. I don't think a lot of the people who um, kind of, all right, let's run it back. Well, well no. Like, I, I don't think you take a step forward. And I could be proven wrong by Kevin O'Connell, but I, I just think that if that deal was there, especially if there was a first rounder attached to Baker, um, I think that was a deal the Vikings should have took, but I don't know. It, it depends who's pulling the strings here. Cause I don't think anybody knows really who is, who's the puppet master here. Yeah. One day we'll find out in a athletic article or something. Somebody will reveal it. Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, I would have been okay with that too, but and then I I saw some people after Baker uh, asked for his trade or whatever that that you know maybe the Vikings could still trade Kirk and uh, that's that's not going to happen because he's got a no trade clause now and he can just say no to just about everything unless the other team is going to offer him probably like a hundred million dollars because he just got a he just got a coach and Kevin O'Connell who has a framed jersey of him in his office uh, who he campaigned to get to the Vikings and uh, it's clear that ownership wants him in Minnesota. So I, I don't see Kirk Cousins vetoing his no trade clause until his contract runs out. So any, any sort of, I would be shocked if he did that. Uh, so any, 
any idea of Baker Mayfield going to the Vikings is extremely unlikely. Would you agree? Yeah. I, I mean, they just locked him into an ironclad contract. The coach has a signed autographed Kirk Cousins jersey on his wall. Like, <laughs> you think he has his rookie card too? Probably. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably got like a shrine somewhere as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. It's so funny. The honeymoon period is like over with Quasey and O'Connell because it's just it like definitely is. The collaboration. We collaborated. We did this. We did that. It's like, all right, all right. We get it. We get it. You're yeah. You're talking like. I don't know if it's like in your contract, <laughs> you have to say collaboration eight times each press conference. It's like, yeah. he's, he's like, wrap it up there. Mark Wolf saying in there like, I don't know. So I got to count seven on my hands. I don't know, man. Yeah. Collaborate. Say it three more times. Walk out. <laughs> right yeah. now. Yeah. I think this, this regime is, is heavily emphasizing that the GM and head coach actually do communicate now. So they just want to make sure everyone knows that they do talk to each other whether it's through text message or even just saying hello in the hallway, they do talk to each other. And that is way more important than winning football games. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Thank you everyone for, for joining today. That's going to do it for us. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this YouTube channel, hit the like button on this video, uh, help us out. Make sure to follow the Viking age on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, but until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.